You're listening to The Marketing Funnel Show, episode number 72. You've probably heard people talking about social proof online, and you may even realize how valuable it is. Now you're wondering, how the heck do I actually get that social proof for my business? Well, let's talk about it today. Welcome to The Marketing Funnel Show. I'm your host, Michelle Evans, and this is the podcast for coaches, experts, and online business owners to learn how to go from simply surviving to sold out using the power of marketing funnels. All right, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello there. Welcome back to another great week, and thanks for letting the Marketing Funnel Show be a part of your week. I've got a quick question for you. Have you taken a moment to jump into Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast to leave a rating and review for me? If so, send me a screenshot and I'll give you a shout out. You can send it to michelle at michellelevans.com and I've even got a freebie for you. It's a great mini course that I'll give you for free called the One Sentence Marketing Hook that'll take you like an hour to go through and it'll help you come up with your one sentence to hook and engage your audience into what you stand for and what you offer. All you have to do is let me know that you've given me a a shout out on one of those platforms and you are in my friend. Because honestly, that's how people uh, find the show. That's how the platforms know that people are listening to the show. You know, there's a lot of good that comes from it. So thank you if you've done it and be sure to let me know. Send me that screenshot so that I can give you that free mini course. All right, today we are continuing to talk about the principles of persuasion coined by Dr. Robert Cialdini way back in 1984. These have stood the test of time, my friend. And if you missed episodes 70 and 71, so in episode 70, I introduced these principles and went in depth into persuasion pillar number one, which is reciprocity, or episode number 71, where we talked about persuasion pillar number two, which is commitment and consistency, you may want to hit pause on this episode and start back at 70. That way you can go on this journey with me. Because when you match up the principles of persuasion with your marketing funnel, you can create a profit engine that attracts clients, students, and customers for years to come so that you get business results without the worry. So again, we're talking all about Dr. Robert Cialdini's book called Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion. In his book, Cialdini explains the psychology of why people say yes to you and your business and how to apply these principles in your everyday life to persuade people. And today we're going to tackle principle number three and apply it to your marketing funnel because it'll make a huge difference in how effective all of your marketing is, especially your marketing funnel, right? And as a quick reminder, Cialdini's persuasion pillars are number one, reciprocity, number two, commitment and consistency, number three, social proof, number four, liking, number five, authority, number six, scarcity, and number seven, unity. And I'm going to go through each of these. um, So we still have a few more episodes to go of these because they each really deserve their own space for us to explore how you can use these in your business. So let's dive into persuasion pillar number three, social proof. 
All right, I've got a quick quiz for you. And don't worry, this one's easy. Question number one. Let's say that you're on vacation in a city that you don't know well, and it's a busy Saturday night. You don't know where to eat dinner. So would you choose A, a restaurant with a line and a wait, or B, a place that's almost deserted so you can get right in? Got your answer? All right. Question number two. Let's say that you're looking for a product on Amazon. Would you A, buy a product that is slightly more expensive but has a whole ton of great reviews, or B, a product that is really well-priced but has zero reviews? Got your answer? All right, question three. Let's say you already have tickets to see Hamilton and you see a big line outside the theater door. Do you A, get in line and wait your turn, or B, do you go around the line, go to the front of the line and see what the heck everyone's waiting for? Okay, got your answers? Well, if you answered mostly A's, congratulations, you are in the majority. More than 80% of people would choose A most of the time. In fact, question number three is directly from a situation that my husband and I found ourselves in the last time we went to see a theater show. We walked up to the theater, we had our tickets already, we had dinner, we were enjoying the evening, and there was this big line outside the theater doors, and we just got in line. Uh, turns out that we were in line for people trying to get tickets, even though we already had ours. <laughs> we had a good laugh at ourselves about, like, we just didn't even question it. We just joined the group <laughs> and we followed along the crowd. And then we got up to the front and they're like, okay, where do you want to buy tickets? And we're like, uh, we already have our tickets. <laughs> and so we had a good laugh at ourselves. That is social proof in action, my friend. And you've probably done it once or twice yourself. <laughs> Social proof is powerful. In fact, I was recently watching one of my favorite Netflix shows. Uh, let's just go, deet, 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 nerd alert. So one of my favorite shows is called Brain Games. It's, a, it's an amazing show. I love this show so much. I watch the episodes over and over again because I learn so much from them. They're awesome. Uh, especially if you want to understand persuasion in action. They break it down. They make it simple. And I watched this show with my kids. They, they're totally addicted to it. It was actually originally made for kids, but it's really interesting. And they have all these neuroscientists come on and all sorts of stuff to really break down persuasion. And so I watch it with my kids. And then we talk about how it applies to business, to advertising, to the stuff that they see on marketing online, to what kids are doing at school, all sorts of stuff. And we we talk about how, you know, uh, people are trying to influence their own behavior. Yeah, it's total marketing nerd city over here, but we have great conversations about it. And then, you know, when people are trying to persuade my kids, they're like, I know what this is about. <laughs> anyway, this episode um, of Brain Games was all about conformity and social proof. I'm going to link to a YouTube excerpt today. It, it's a seven minute excerpt, but you're going to want to go watch it. So I'll link to it in today's show notes, which you can find at themarketingfunnelshow.com forward slash 72, or just in your podcast app, you can find the link there as well. You are going to want to see this because it's fascinating and they, it's fun to watch too. You're going to get a chuckle out of it. 
This excerpt is so awesome because it really shows social proof in action and why social proof is so important. So let me give you a little rundown on the experiment, a little preview on what you'll see when you go look at YouTube that they ran in Las Vegas to test this idea of using other people's behavior as a shortcut because that's really what social proof is. Like if the crowd's doing it, I better do it too. It's freaking hilarious, this excerpt is. So uh, the show, Brain Games, put up a plain black and white stand. It simply said, line starts here, and there was like a little finger pointing, right? Super simple. It didn't say what the line was for, nothing. So they put this up right next to, um, I don't know what you call them, stanchions or, you know, the line, the line placeholders where they're like the, the black stretchy things that keep the line in order. I don't even know what they're called, but they put it right next to that. And for 10 minutes, people kind of milled about and they kind of looked at the sign, but nobody got in line. Then they hired and paid an actor to be a co-conspirator to simply stand at the front of the line. So he was standing at the front of the line next to this sign. And, um, and then pretty soon another couple walks up to him and they're like, what are you standing in line for? He goes, I don't know, but it looks cool. And they got in line behind him. And then Pretty much, pretty soon, lots of people were flooding to the line. You seriously have to see this because it's a jaw-dropping example of how we as humans are taught to follow the leader without even really questioning it. People didn't know who this guy, the leader, was. So even if we don't know who the leader is or where they're going or why they're standing in line, kind of as humans, we kind of just kind of follow the crowd. No one knew the guy in front. No one knew where the line was going. No one knew what the line was for. But no one wanted to miss out on something that could be exciting or something that other people found exciting. They were like, I want in on this action. And they all thought that the person in front of them knew something that they didn't know. It gets even crazier. It's so funny. So pretty soon the show has a fake security guard come escort the line and all of a sudden like massive people flood to join this line because now it's going somewhere right and there's a bunch of people in line and they're all moving forward and everybody's like I don't want to miss out so the line went through a crazy maze of more lines like they're just going back and forth and through and around it was so funny and then the um, brain games people had taped this big orange tape on the floor and the first guy that they hired he was the co-conspirator he jumped over the tape. So everybody behind him is jumping over the tape. They even did a full-on conga line at one point, all because the person in front of them was doing it. You guys, it is so funny to see. And it's also incredibly insightful about why social proof is important, because I gotta say, if I was there in Vegas when they were running this, I probably would have joined that line too. I'd be like, hey, I don't know what the party is, but I don't want to miss out. The whole follow the leader idea is so ingrained in our heads that a lot of times we don't even realize we're using the social proof shortcut to make decisions. 
And that's powerful to know about your audience too, because it works for all of us. Social proof is a powerful influencer. I mean, even the people who feel like, well, I won't get sucked into that stuff. Uh, they probably read consumer reports. That's a, a way of doing social proof. Or they look at online reviews before starting to go through something. So even if you wouldn't join the conga line in Vegas, social proof affects all of us. And I don't know about you, but for a long time, the whole idea of building social proof for my business, it felt really, really hard, really overwhelming, and kind of like this impossible catch 22. Like I was new in business or I had a new offer, so I had no social proof. So no one would buy from me and no one would buy from me because I had no social proof. How do you break out of that, right? Ever feel like that in your business? I mean, even if you've been in business for a while, once you roll out a new product, program, or service, you're suddenly starting over from square one with, with no social proof for the results that your new offer will get buyers. Well, it doesn't have to be that hard. Like I made it harder than it needed to be. You may be making it harder than it needs to be. In fact, it does not even take thousands and thousands of testimonials to take advantage of social proof. I mean, when you go watch this brain games thing, you'll see three people made a difference. Once there was three, suddenly the line exploded. All you need are three to four solid examples to crack the code on social proof. So let's talk about what social proof can look like and then I'll give you a little insight at the end of the show on how I crack this code for me and how you can crack it for you as well. So there are five main sources of social proof that you and I can access at any time. You do not, I want to like underscore, highlight, circle, flashing, you do not need all five sources. But you do need at least one source if you want your offer to take off and really be taken seriously. And for it not to feel hard, like you have to push people into your offer. So let's talk about the five um, social proof sources. So social proof source number one is your past buyers. So if you do have past buyers, in a consumer study conducted by the folks at Bright Local, they found that 88% of online buyers read online customer reviews to determine if a local business is good. So this is about local businesses, right? The study also mentioned that 85% of consumers read up to 10 reviews before they feel like they can trust a certain business. Because customers are unable to physically try out a product on an online store, it makes sense that they would rely on previous customers who've bought and tried them out. Building up your customer's trust in your product will determine if they buy it and even manage their expectations when they eventually receive it. Now that's for physical products, right? And that came directly from Bright Local. And, you know, the more yeah, past buyer testimonials, the better. But honestly, um, as long as you marry up a risk reducer, like a refund or um, a call with you before they buy, or a webinar with you or something with you before they buy, um, when you have three to four solid reviews, solid testimonials from past buyers, man, can it make a big difference. 
Um, so one thing that we have over someone selling just simply on Amazon or a local business, you know, who has, I don't know, crazy reviews on Yelp. It seems like there's always wacky people on Yelp leaving just crazy reviews, right? Is that we can cultivate more trust with our audience with fewer reviews. In fact, it only takes maybe two to three video testimonials. Uh, to to go far beyond like a four star you know two sentence review, that will go far into building trust and getting buy in into what you offer. But check this out for yourself. I mean, go onto Amazon and search for a product, something like a makeup remover or shampoo, something that's low risk, low cost. Which product or products stand out to you? Why? Did you look at their reviews? Did you see the sheer number of people commenting? Does it look like you can trust that seller or that company? Probably, it's probably a big determining factor. Now, part of the reason why I have, for example, some of my past clients or students come onto the Marketing Funnel Show is this very thing. It's social proof. They can talk about their experience. And it just, it's so much stronger and it's so much more persuasive than just having, you know, a smiling picture and two, three lines of a testimonial. When people can understand and hear from a real person, boy, it's like, you know, they're just getting in that conga line and joining in because it's safer because somebody else has already made that choice and it worked out well for them. So think about that for your own business. All right, social proof source number two, recommendations from others. So one reason I like being a guest on other podcasts, and I'm on a lot of other podcasts, I think at this point I've been featured on, I don't know, more than 65, maybe close to 70 podcasts, is that I get to leverage the trust that that podcast host has cultivated with their audience. It's almost like they're recommending me, right? The host is allowing me onto their platform and holding me up as an expert. Even if they're not specifically recommending a product or a program or a service that I offer, they are recommending my knowledge and my expertise to their audience. And you can do that too. The same goes for guest blogging or for speaking. You can leverage the implied recommendation from others by engaging on their platform. It's a great way to do it. So if you love to write, be a guest blogger. That'll, you know, it'll imply a recommendation from whatever platform you're you're on. Um, and then, you know, you've seen people out there with all the logos from different places where they've been featured on TV or on blogs or on uh, podcasts or whatever. That's what they're doing. They're leveraging a recommendation from those places. They're saying, look, they trust me. You should too. All right. Social proof source number three, referrals from experts. Another way to leverage social proof is to have affiliates promote and sell your product, your program, or your service. Think about the last product, program, or service you purchased online. Do you remember how you originally discovered the person? Were they explicitly or implicitly recommended by someone else? For example, 
um, you know, when Marie Forleo's B-School or Jeff Walker's product launch formula come out, you'll suddenly see your inbox blowing up with uh, people all selling it and sharing their own testimonials and saying, hey, buy through me. I've got, you know, these extra special things that'll make it even better. And so it's easy to believe that the programs are effective because so many people are trying to sell it and are sharing how amazing it is. And if it worked for all those people, boy, it must work for me too. So if that's um, a way that you want to go about things, you know, have, have affiliates, have people refer um, people to you. Now, this also happens with like uh, one-on-one clients or for a service is that people can go out and they can talk about, you know, they can refer people to you. You can refer people to others. It doesn't just have to be affiliates, but that just was a really good example that probably all of us have seen happen once or twice. All right. Social proof source number four, wisdom of the crowd. Amazon is like the best out there at leveraging wisdom of the crowd with a simple and effective message. Log into Amazon and you will see this. Customers who bought this item also bought dot, 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 right? That's pretty powerful. And oftentimes that simple hooky phrase will get me to click and view more items that I didn't even know that I might need, but other people like me bought them. It's also why so many authors want to get on the New York Times bestseller list because they know that once they've made that list, it'll be a ton easier to get even more book sales. The books featured on the New York Times bestseller list gain both prestige and sales. You know, and the the author can slap it proudly on their book cover, on their Amazon profile, you know, New York Times bestseller. And people think, hey, if it's good enough to be on the New York Times bestseller list, it's probably a great read. I'm going to buy it. And they don't even really give it much of a thought. So what do you do if you don't have Amazon recommending that we purchase your offer and you're not a New York Times bestseller? Well, one way is to cultivate an online following. If you have a big following on social media, this is a great way to show that you're legit. For example, you could start doing Facebook Lives or YouTube Lives or just sharing videos or even cultivating a Facebook group. Those are all great ways to leverage the wisdom of the crowd. And you'll see that once you get going, it's a lot easier to gain new members because the crowd is already vouching for you just by the sheer volume, right? Of like, wow, there's 10,000 people in this Facebook group. What am I missing out on, right? That's what's going through people's minds. Even, you know, 500 people in a group is, is enough to really start <laughs> attracting lots of people. All right, social proof source number five peers and friends. We know that customers trust recommendations from people they know much more than from strangers. An experiment by Dr. Cialdini found that people were much more likely to participate in a door-to-door donation campaign if the donor list that the person going door-to-door had included their names of their friends and neighbors. It didn't even have to say that their friends and neighbors uh, donated. It just had to have their names on the list. 
Uh, and and then another thing is that your friend or your neighbor has, you know, tried this, has visited our site, has decided to, you know, check us out. That's a really powerful phrase because, again, we don't want to be left out. We want to know, you know, what's going on. So if you are just getting going and need some help to get your social proof going, a great way to do this is to reach out to your own network of peers and friends. Reach out to the people who already know you, who already trust you, who will already vouch that, yep, you're a legit person and you know what you're doing. The best way to do this is to help them in some small way so that they can give you a testimonial for your social proof that is real. You never want people to just make stuff up, right? And even better would be if they posted their recommendation publicly from their own profile so that you can take a screenshot and so that their network can see that they're actively recommending you. Boy, that's powerful. So again, even if you are brand new in your business, you can do one or more of these social proof exercises. But if you've been around for a while and you maybe have a a customer or two, a client or two, a student or two, um, you've connected with some people, boy, the more social proof you can just layer on, layer on, layer on, the better. So let's recap this principle here. Bottom line with social proof is that as humans, we tend to put more trust into things that are popular or endorsed by others, even when we don't know who endorsed it. If you don't have at least one category of social proof in your marketing right now, you're going to want to get on that. Like this is a major priority and it will make everything so much easier. It'll make a huge difference in your ability to attract, engage, and persuade people to buy from you and that it's not risky. So how will you go about using this persuasion pillar in your marketing? What kind of social proof are you going to start getting? Let me know what you decide to do. I'd love to, you know, see how this affected you, which ones you said, all right, I'm going to get on that. Hit me up on social media, or you can just email me, michelle at michellelevans.com. I love to hear from listeners just like you so that together we can create a podcast that's valuable, helpful, and gets you on the road to the marketing insights you want and need to grow your business, right? All right, as you were listening to this, did you think of someone who could use these insights about persuasion pillars? They're so powerful in building a solid business that grows a committed buyer audience, and they're doable too, even if you're brand new. So if so, would you do both of us a big favor and share this episode with even just one person? It's so easy to do from whatever podcatcher you're listening on, you know, um, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, you know, whatever. Or you can just share the URL for today's show. Give them the, the address, themarketingfunnelshow.com forward slash 72, and your friend can listen right there from their phone or their computer without even having to download any podcast stuff. Also, are you wondering how to use the persuasion pillars to create a profitable marketing funnel so that you have profit coming into your business without worry? You are invited to find out which marketing funnel is right for growing your business. All you have to do is go to michellelevans.com forward slash quiz to take 
the quick quiz and I'll show you exactly how to get started. You can experience for yourself exactly how the persuasion pillars work so that you can put them to use in your own business. All right, have an amazing week and I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place as we go into even more persuasion pillars on another great episode of the Marketing Funnel Show. See you then.